the 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 deal right now we're at 94 percent occupancy rate we renovated two-thirds of the apartments already so you you can look at probably around like 150 units around there 140 and um so everything is moving along our rent increase has gone up about nearly 50 to 60 percent depending on uh which units it's a mix of studio one bedroom two bedroom um however the insurance has nearly double, triple out there. Hey there, I am Dr. Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast, where we explore the why behind success. Every week, I meet with real estate investors, veterinary entrepreneurs, mindset coaches, authors, and fitness professionals to uncover their why and how it drives them on the winding road to success. What is your why? Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Jim Lee. Jim received his Bachelor of Science degree in economics from UCLA in 2010, uh, started a career as an inside sales rep for LoopNet CoStar, and then began his investing journey. Um, I, as I mentioned, Jim, I'm going to let you tell the story because I think it's going to be way more interesting that way. But first, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for taking out the time um, to share your story with my audience. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, should I just get right to it? Yeah, that sounds great. Tell us tell us about your background. Tell us, tell us the story. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I graduated from UCLA 2010. As many of your listeners may know that that's right after the 2008 subprime mortgage crash, followed by 2010 European debt crisis. So it was very difficult for me to find a job at that time. Uh, but I wanted to just get some experience. So I was lucky enough to land an inside sales role at LoopNet. And um, as an inside sales, I was able to talk on the phone every day and speak to uh, real estate investors, um, agents, lenders, property managers on a daily basis. And I was able to learn pretty much everything I needed to know about real estate and the importance of having multiple stream of income. Um, just by speaking to investors daily, you know, I question things. Why are they always looking for uh, cap rate that's at 10%, 12%? And as, this is way back in the day, like 10, <laughs> 10 years, like 10, 20 it's years ago. It's not a thing so. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, that piqued my interest. And uh, that's why, that's how I got in, involved in, um, in, in to start to invest in real estate. Um, started to study more when I was uh, working on LoopNet, and eventually I was able to acquire my first property, uh, a two-bedroom, one-bathroom condo out here in Ontario, California. In so interesting, I mean, I, can you just kind of tell people a little bit? I, I think probably the experienced investors know what, you know, LoopNet and, and CoStar, what, what they do, but maybe just give a little idea of kind of what the what the certain and they may be different now than they were in 2010 but can you just tell a little bit about what that um what your your job was what you were doing you know sort of i know talking to a lot of people but what what was the service that was provided by by loopnet or or is yeah absolutely so the concept of loopnet back then now it's completely changed because costa bought loopnet and then they kind of changed the platform but okay. back then um anybody can sign up on loopnet for free 
you know, a, a free basic account. And my my job as an inside sales role is to upgrade, just to call them and sell them on the upgrade of the account. So the concept for a free account is free cannot see free. And what does that mean? It means that if you are on there to search as a free searcher, you can only see the people who pay to list. You cannot see the people who list for free and vice versa. If you were to, um, you know, uh, list for free, like I mentioned just now, only the paid searchers can see you. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so if, if you want to be able to see everything that's on the website, you need to pay to search, pay, upgrade to a pay searcher. Or if you want to uh, get the most exposure you can for your listing, you have to pay to list. Got it. Yeah, and yeah it, it's probably a, a fair bit different now, but um, I, I think it's it's an interesting place to start the journey, right? Like being in in the sales side of things, but but also still within real estate. So you said you bought uh, you bought a condo as your first investment property. That is correct. And how did that how did that go? What was the kind of were you was it meant to be an investment property or was this um, something you were living in at first or how did that work? Yeah. So it was through relationships and <clears throat> I guess that it takes, it takes you really far. Right. Um, when, when it comes to my first condo, um, I, I was pretty much the, one of the top sales. I was number two in the company um, as an inside sales rep. And because of that, I built my reputation within the company uh, for even even after after CoStar bought us over and they pretty much laid everyone off, I was off to my other two W two off to uh, the other two uh, um, the other W two jobs, and eventually um, this realtor that I used to work with at LoopNet, she kept asking me to get become a realtor to help her uh, sell some deals because I I speak another language Chinese Mandarin. And she has a lot of Chinese clients. So I, I said, I, I don't really know. I, I, I want to invest first before I, I get my, become a realtor, a realtor. I don't know why my I was thinking that way at the time, but I just wanted to, to get my first passive income. That's That, that was my goal. And she was think. able to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she was able to help me uh, find that condo. Um, it was a short sale and uh, we closed it in a year because it took the bank a year to, <laughs> to approve the sale. And uh, yeah, so it was through that relationship that we built, you know, uh, from LoopNet all the way to my sec the end of my second job career. Awesome. So that was an intentional uh, investment property that was, you know, yes. you weren't planning to live in it. And then what did you do from there? And then from there, I, I, I realized once I acquired that property, I realized there's, there's still so much more. I don't know about real estate. And I picked up the purple Bible, like most people, uh, rich dad, poor dad, <laughs> and uh, read that book. And I, I realized how important it is to use debt because I bought this property uh, all cash, short sale. Um, and I didn't understand the concept of using debt to, as leverage. Um, from there, <clears throat> I started to build a system because uh, I, when I bought my condo, I managed everything from A to Z. Um, I, did, I dealt with the tenant, toilet, and trash. And after a year of doing so, I realized, you know, I, I don't want to be that actively involved. I wanted to be more passive. So 
I started to create a list of vendors. I started to delegate some tasks to property managers to manage the building. And I realized if I can do this for one condo, why can't I not scale this to something bigger, right? Whether it's 10 units, 50 units, 100 units. And that's how I got into syndication in 2020. One of my investors introduced me to a podcast show called Real Estate Guy Radio Show. So I started listening to that show religiously and they kept pitching syndication, doing bigger deals. It's a lot easier to scale. And that's how I got into real estate syndication, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, podcasts uh, helped a lot of us get get uh, become aware of syndication and, and learn a lot about it. Kind of uh, make connections that way. Certainly for for myself, it has. Um, so, so what did you do? What steps did you take to get yourself into syndication and kind of move towards that goal? Um, a lot of things. Um, podcast is number one. A lot of reading. A lot of education. Uh, a lot of research, and also a lot of networking. Um, as soon as we opened back up in 2020, I, I constantly fly out to Texas, Florida, Carolinas to network with other syndicators, um, just learn and grow and and try to figure out how can I add value to the space, right? And um, the number one thing I had at the time was I used to call a list of absenteeing owners, and so I, I had these uh, investors that are always looking for deals, always looking for, you know, the next deal to invest in. So I figured, well, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe I can, maybe I can, you know, uh, raise some capital there and start there. Um, so what I was missing is obviously the, all the other pieces of the component, which is the, you know, the, the track record, the experience, the deal, the, the um, asset management team and so forth. So um that's what I did for pretty much two years, just going out network. And eventually I found my business partner who also lives in California. And uh, he syndicated about six multifamily apartments in Long Beach. And, uh, you know, uh, we syndicated two deals together last year. Nice. In, in your talk, you're syndicating in California? No, Florida. Florida. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So how did you decide on Florida? Well, my business partner, he witnessed what happened in 2020, uh, meaning, you know, the lockdown, uh, eviction moratorium, tenants not paying. And so because of that reason, um, he wanted to uh, shift the strategy a bit. So he wants to look out, out, of, out of state, mitigate risk for his investor um, so that uh, we're in a state where it's more landlord business, politically friendly, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. Um. So that's 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 the main reason why we outsource uh, instead of doing it on our own. And so you you can pretty much say that we 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 um we raise capital for the deals in Florida, but we also are part of the asset management team um, because we the the lead sponsor allow us to contribute. Um, and how we were able to find this lead sponsor is uh, my, through my business partner's network. He's, he's known this guy for years. And um, we, we always see, see each other at events like at, you know, uh, multifamily uh, investor nation. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah. Um, we also go to uh, think multifamilies um, events and um, real estate guy radio show events and so forth. And so we, we see each other pretty often. And it's through the lease sponsors uh, relationship that he, he was able to locate this deal in Florida for us. 
That's great. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about those deals, like how big, what, you know, kind of a little bit of the, uh, I guess, the deal not structure necessarily, but just kind of what, what kind of deals are you looking for? Yeah, so we target a hundred plus unit apartment building. Um, typically, we look at, we we're since I'm just starting, I'm looking for something more aggressive, uh, which is you know your typical classy building 1970s um, Valley Ad apartments, and uh, you know the structure. As you know, I'm not gonna get into it. Like you mentioned, it's pretty standard. Um, but we we look at that those that, that's pretty much we will look at but other than that it's just the the basic the foundation has to be there right it has to have population growth job growth mentioned earlier landlord business friendly states sunbelt states preferred um those are those are the criteria that we typically look at excellent and so you said florida what part of florida uh orlando orlando okay great well that's a uh good growth market um my understanding is that probably the biggest challenge in florida right now is with insurance costs going up a lot have you uh have you experienced that run into that with your deals absolutely absolutely like like you mentioned it's a very very strong market we're doing really well um if i may i can show you i can share with some some story insight of what's going on sure. um the 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 deal right now we're at 94% occupancy rate, we renovated two thirds of the apartments already. So you, you can look at probably around like 150 units around there, 140. And um, so everything is moving along. Our rent increase has gone up about nearly 50 to 60%, depending on uh, which units. Right. It's a mix of studio, one bedroom, two bedroom. Um, however, the insurance has nearly double, triple out there. Some insurance company probably have heard of this. They don't even insure, you know, uh, properties out there. Yeah. Um, and then the debt costs has just kept going up. And so our net operating income is at two hundred thousand right now. However, our our um um uh, our expenses two hundred ten thousand. So we're still upside down ten thousand in this current market condition. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, it's slowly eating our reserves away. Um, but if we have a capital call, we're ready for that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of challenges in the market right now. I think, you know, I think, uh, Florida and Texas are sort of notoriously struggling with the insurance costs, just given the, the natural disaster, like hurricane path. Um, there's, I mean, every market has its challenges that that's a part of the job, I guess, in terms of specifically on the asset management side is you're just trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what expenses can be controlled, uh, you know, what, um, you know, where, where can we find additional sources of revenue, that kind of thing, just looking at it from, from all different angles and, and really staying diligent on uh, everything, you know, collections, evictions, all of the things that contribute to the, you know, rising increasing your revenue and decreasing your expenses and it's just a it's it's truly a you know sort of a non-stop job at this point in the in the current marketplace with with the challenges that you described i think you know interest rates um have gone up and if you have a floating rate debt then that's you know certainly made it challenging as well so i, I think it's uh it's been a tough 
year-ish, I guess. Um, probably not, you know, we're not over, it's not over yet, but we are probably headed uh, in the right direction soon in terms of at least interest rates. I don't know what's going to happen in the insurance, insurance market. It seems that, like you mentioned, some people are, um, or some insurance companies are just, just declining coverages in certain markets. Um, or it just gets, you know, dramatically more expensive. So yeah, th things that we're all kind of facing in the industry um, and appreciate kind of sh sharing some of that. I think it's, it's, you just have to <laughs> work even harder, dig even deeper, you know, kind of figure out what, what the solutions will be. Yeah. You're, you're spot on on that. You know, it's um, we right now, in our massive management calls, all we're trying to figure out is exactly what you just said. Um, you know, cut down costs as much as we can, increase revenue in however, like, however creative way we can yeah, do it. Exactly. And so, you know, cutting down the cost would just be trying to look at refi options, um, and or or bring in another group. It's so just looking at all different options, but then increasing revenue. Like right right now, we're basically um, trying to revamp our parking lot, you know, inc include like carports, include garage and charge extra yep. and, you know, install, you know, car washing station and, you know, any, any creative ways you can bring in yep. more revenues. Yeah, absolutely. That You just have to, like I said, look at every angle, um, be creative, think about, you know, kind of what you can do to balance occupancy with, um, you know, increasing the rent rates, it, it, that's, that's the whole thing. And, and I think when, uh, you know, you, you mentioned sort of 2010 was, was uh, obviously a, a challenging time in the market and you experienced it from a different angle. Um, but here we are, you know, kind of in another challenging time in the market and things will get better and then we'll have another challenging market. And it's it, like, that's just the way it cycles. Um, it, it doesn't always uh, I find it doesn't always make sense. <laughs> Some of the reasons uh, one way or the other don't always make sense, but I think it's, it, it's just where we are in, in the cycle. Right. So um, Jim, let me, uh, I want to get to ask you the questions that I ask every guest. And so sure. the name of the show is know your why. And so I always ask everybody, you know, sort of what is your why? What's what's driving you um, and keeps you going in, in these hard times we just talked about? I think just in general, just be grateful. Um, you know, I, I've traveled quite a bit around the world and I'm an immigrant. I came from Taiwan when I was 11 years old and, you know, my, my parents sacrificed to, for us to, to give us a better opportunity to bring us over here to yeah. be able to have, to live out the American dream. And I don't want to, I always, I've always tell myself, no matter how hard and how tough the road gets, um, I'm going to persist because I don't want to um, let their efforts go to waste, so to speak. And yeah. I think, I think it's also the the ability to give back, right? It's they've given me so much that um, it's it's the this it's the least I can do for my parents. But not only for my parents, um, you know to help my mentors, you know, reach their goal faster, you know, um, to friends who believe in me through thick and thin. I'm surrounded by people who inspire me to be a better version of myself every day. So therefore it's the only, the, the way I give back is by, you know, helping as many people as possible through real estate syndication. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, sort of the, that's why they say it sounds cliche, but, you know, they say that, that your, your network is your net worth. And it's, it's, it's really true, both, both financially, but, but maybe even more so from a, um, you know, support system, just, you know, being around people that inspire you and things like that. I think that's, that's a, that's a great point to make that, you know, sort of be, uh, be, it driving you forward to be the person that you know sort of those your your family and stuff deserves so I, I love that um tell us something about yourself that isn't common knowledge special skill a hobby just something to let listeners know you better um okay so in college I used to break dance that's something that nobody really knows <laughs> All right. um, um and I'm pretty active too I'm, I, I love to go snowboarding um I love to travel um, the end of this year, I'm going to Japan, Hokkaido for the very first time, and I'm going to be able to, you know, snowboard there. Um, so that that will be an experience. And I love to go hiking as well. And just uh, it's more of a for some spiritual healing from time to time, we get really stressed out. And I feel like we need to just hit that reset button and going hiking in the nature that helps me with that. Yeah. Totally agree. And I'm very jealous that you're going to Japan. It's on my, definitely on my bucket list. I, I will, I will get there uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, but yeah, that's a, uh, that's fantastic. Um, when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's, what's the best way to get in touch? Um, they can visit my website, formosainvesting.com, or they can also um, uh, follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Formosa Investing. Okay, perfect. We'll put that stuff in the show notes so people have it and they can find you. Um, Jim, last question for you. What, what piece of advice would you give to someone who is, uh, they, they hear this, they're inspired by your story, and they want to get started in real estate? What would you tell them? I would say, <clears throat> and I'll use the word we, right? We can go further together then we can go alone. And to me, that's my truth. If you want to scale, you need people to scale. If you're going to do it by yourself, you're going to be limited by all you can do. Um, plus, wealthy people distribute their liability amongst others if you actually study you know, the history of you know, wealthy people. So um, that's my advice. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, Jim, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate you telling your story and kind of sharing with, you know, giving, giving us some of the insight that you did into some of the challenges that we're facing in this market too. I think it's an important thing for people to understand that, that uh, active real estate, passive real, whatever, whatever real estate, yes, it's in the long run, it's a good investment, but it's, it's not um, sunshine and sunshine and rainbows every day. So sometimes there will be challenges, um, but you know, they can be overcome. So thank you so much for, your time today i really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me jason absolutely and folks listening uh i'm sure you're gonna love this episode please like rate and review the show so we can get more get great guests like jim and thank you all hey for there. listening i am dr jason ballara and this is the know your why podcast where we explore the why behind success every week i meet with real estate investors veterinary entrepreneurs mindset coaches authors and fitness professionals to uncover their why and how it drives them on the winding road to success. What is your why?